The countdown's on, MP. Damo, the biggest and best wellness summit ever is fast approaching. Don't miss out on the entertainment. The education. The edutainment that is the wellness summit. Featuring for the very first time at the summit, the Merrymaker sisters, Carla and Emma Pappas, and the 2013 Bachelor himself, the incredible chiropractor and sharp mover, Mr. Tim Robards, plus all of your wellness couch favorites. And wait for it, Damo. All 22 podcasts on the couch will be in attendance at the summit. Wow. So take your digital wellness couch experience and make it a real-life one at the transformational, inspirational, sensational 16 hours of Powerhouse Wellness Summit at the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre. September 10 and 11. More information and tickets available at www.thewellnesssummit.com. Now, before you go, Damo, there's a big competition on as of now. Every single person who registers before a 11.59pm on Sunday, August 14, goes into the draw to win a double pass to the inaugural 2016 Wellness Couch Awards Night. Amazing. You'll join the who's who of the Wellness Couch as we present for the very first time the best new podcast, most popular episode, most popular the host, the best hair, of course, MP, most awkward moment, and many more sensational awards at this night of fun and wellness frivolity. But you must enroll, folks, by August 14. Tickets at thewellnesssummit.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts, Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Christoph, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam. And I'm Brett Hill. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicating bring wellness into our lives. Today, uh, Damien's away now. He's actually flying off to San Francisco, uh, presenting over there. But, Brett... I think we're uh, we're we're pretty excited about this because this person is going to yeah. be. Uh, um I think he's a way better, ver- better looking version of Damien Christoph anyway. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, like upgraded to a younger model with bigger abs. So, uh, yeah, that's that's right. Uh, well, so listen, we, we're really excited because uh, Tim's going to be joining us at the Wellness Summit. So, uh, we have none other than Dr. Tim Robarts, uh, who's a, a talented chiropractor, obviously, but uh, also uh, who has a massive interest in wellness and health. We're going to get into it, um, especially regards to his around his fitness. Uh, and if you've seen pictures of Tim, you know why. Um, but he's also was inspired uh, to health uh, and well-being by his grandmother through her practice of Chinese massage. Um, and there's so many things about so many dimensions of Tim that uh, we'll, we'll get into. It. I don't want to you know, spoil it all uh, on this intro. But uh, most of you would know Tim Robarts, especially if, if you live in Australia, that he was the first Australian bachelor uh, in 2013 on The Bachelor Show. And uh, he made headlines across the uh, across this country. And uh, it's just a you know, just an amazing story. So welcome to the show, um, to the Wellness Guys, Tim. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That's big shoes to fill with uh, Damien. Well, not really. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good to... It's... You can't cut the man while he's cutting down while he's not here, you know. Oh, I'll that's see, the best I'll time to do it. We always do yeah, that's what we do. That's our that's our modus of our brand of it's to, to to take a piss at people when they're not here because they do it to me all the time. So. Exactly, that's the yeah. yeah, to be fair, Lawrence does got the most of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, Tim, uh, welcome to the show. I just love to you know, obviously you you're um uh, not only a chiropractor and you have a great practice and uh and and but also you you have you know last over the last two or three years you've um you know been on television a lot uh, being a TV personality and presenter, uh, not just because of the show but also um you've you made a name for yourself and in, in terms of your 
your your your you know creating the robots method, which we'll we'll talk a little bit about. But how did you even like? So tell me about your grandmother. Tell me about your grandmother's uh, you know practice of Chinese medicine. How that influenced you in the direction of health and fitness for you as a as a teenager or even through yeah. uh, becoming a chiropractor. Yeah. So I guess um like as a as a five year old kid, that's probably when I first started getting massages. So I'd go over to my grandma's house and um and I think from a from an early age, I you know she used to talk about working from your duntin and and chi flow and and all this when I was a little kid. And I would always ask, what is chi? What is it? Where is it? I can't see it. But um gradually, I probably still don't even understand it. But having that um you know that uh, a skill with your hands and growing up with that nurturing touch and you know my mum as well, she was um. She was from uh, a nursing background. So I've kind of grown up with a a very nurturing um, female side to me, feminine side to me, close to me. And then my dad's the opposite where he's kind of business and building. So I've kind of taken all those elements and um, that's what kind of kicked off, I guess, what I'm doing now, what the person I've become. And has there been any sort of, I guess, personal health and fitness journey for you, Tim? I mean, you know, often people who end up you know, in this sort of sphere, are passionate about it because of their own personal journey, and it may be you know their journey towards you know losing weight, or it may be recovering from chronic disease, or you know. But then others, I guess, just just sort of stumble across it as a philosophy and an understanding, and it just makes sense to them. Which of those camps are you in, Tim? And I've probably um, there's probably two uh, two main things. So one was me as a 13 year old kid growing up in Newcastle. I wanted to join the footy team, but I was kind of a skinny guy, so I educated myself on how to eat well. I was really reading the Zone Diet book when I was 13, you know, all those sort of things which normal 13-year-olds don't do. So I don't know what was wrong with me then but um, it was, um, you know, there was that side of things. So I wanted to get fit, healthy and make the school football team. But then also around that time, uh, my mother was sick. So she was sick for about seven years and we still don't know exactly what it was. She was diagnosed with a bunch of different things from, you know, the old chronic fatigue where they can't put a name on it to everything. She used to go into seizures and have turns and she'd be bedridden for days. Um, would come on really quick. It was really weird. She For seven years, she couldn't work. She couldn't do anything. Gradually, gradually, she got better. But she one doctor diagnosed her with narcolepsy and put her on Ritalin and all this crazy stuff. And seeing my mother go through that, and she just had my little brother at the same time as well, but seeing her go through that I guess you know when you've got to call the ambulance because your mum's having a, a seizure and you don't know what the hell's going on but and she was always so fit and healthy um, that I guess made me really get into uh, prevention and a holistic view of because she tried she looked around at everything you know she went down all the the ins and outs of all the medical things all the alternative and everything so I was kind of introduced to thinking outside the square from a, a young age you know that's really interesting because um you know when you sense when you have a when you said you're 13 years old and, and reading something and obviously you had a sense of purpose and, and a sense of passion to be able to to drive yourself to actually read that at 13 years old and and what happened to your mom um do you find that that sense of purpose is con- has continued through did that continue through high school and to university was that the driver and what keeps you and keeps you in shape and the reason why i'm asking this is because you know most people when they see it i'm just going to point it out like you gotta you when you promote you on television you got you know 
know, they always showed you up with your shirtless, you know, your shirtless and <laughs> they promote your body. And, and a lot of, yeah. a lot of people either do one or two things. It's like, oh my God, that's amazing. But I can't do that. Cause it's, you know, he must have the genes for it, but they forget like the amount of hard work mm-hmm. and the dedication you actually had to put towards that. You know, when did you start that process and what kind of drives you to continue to have that? Cause there was a quote and I was quote this and then you can lead into it. Yeah. You mentioned, I just read a quote from you the other day was sort of saying like people shouldn't work out because what of the body they hate um they should work out because of the body they, they want or love um so you kind of lean into that yeah so i think i guess i, I got it from a, an early age of having a, a strong physical body goes hand in hand with a strong mental and psychological um you know psychological strength and i guess i just yeah, I, 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 in so many different ways, having a physical presence, you know, being mm-hmm. a, a kid and, and um, you know, I was in part of the, I wasn't one of the jocks, but I was the handball crew. <laughs> I used to play footy with the jocks, but then I'd also sit and play with the handball crew. But having a physical presence, um, having that, I guess, um, you know, at a young age, um, helps you not get picked on too much or whatever, <laughs> gives you a sense of security yeah. um, physically. But, the, you know, there's the psychological side of that. Um, having the challenge, like continually challenging, continually um, the discipline that came with that at a young age. So having discipline um, in my own personal training, in having an interest in, I think, you know, it comes back to loving yourself. Um, so doing good things for yourself and looking after yourself and instead of, you know, starting to smoke when I was 13 or 14 and doing these things that weren't good for me. So I wasn't over the top in like I was, you know, wouldn't touch sugar or wouldn't do anything, but I just had a certain level of respect for my own health and life. And and then I guess, you know, some of my, my what's been instilled from my mother and she was always helping people and nurturing people and I guess that in a way that kind of started at an early age where I went and did my personal training certificate when I was 17 and started training people while I was still in high school and um, that has kind of gone on to um, don't know if this is now off the topic of your original question but it's not I feel like you know responsibility now to help and we're all part of the one community we've got to help each other and um, that's everything I do now is uh, around that so, Tim, when did chiropractic come into the picture and how did chiropractic come into the picture for you? Yeah, so um, interesting one. I, I hurt my back when I was about 20, 21 playing touch footy, saw a chiropractor and originally when I went along, I didn't know anything about it and, um, you know, went in with back pain and, and he found a few spots and he kind of said, you know, this area here can affect your immune system and might run it down and I'd had this like cough and cold for like 10 weeks and I'd, I'd kind of get better towards the weekend i'd go out and have a couple of beers sunday morning i'd wake up all sniffly and just just down again i could tell my immune system was really run down just couldn't get through it and um went and saw this car from my back pain and literally the next day bounded out of bed and immune i could just tell i was i was strong went out and had 20 beers that weekend and <laughs> that didn't do that but i just felt <laughs> i felt my immune, like it was just there you I, go chiropractic yeah. helps you drink beer that's what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> Helps you get over it. Yeah. So it, it was. I just felt a huge difference in like more than just um, you know treating my back pain, and that made me look into the nervous system and how that affects all the different organs, and you know having a holistic approach to that, and that's what I love. But then you know, I so I'd gone through. I did three years of a photonics degree, which is fiber optics and laser design, and got to the end of that, and actually quit it before the end. I just didn't want to be in a lab coat in a room by myself. Um, wanted to take the exercise science, sorry, the the personal training further, which I'd been doing, and so I went and did exercise science. Then medical science and then 
even after all of that, I was like, you know what, I've been at uni for six years now, but I still don't kind of have a skill with my hands. And I think growing up with my grandma, having this skill with the hands, as well as the education and being able to do all that, um, you know, I just, I, I really wanted to have that. Mm. So let's talk about, you know, the robots method, you know, like you obviously you created a version method and I love the concept of seven, two, one. Could you sort of explain the basic concept from that? And, uh, you know, where did you, where did you come up with it? Yep. So yeah, so the robots method consists kind of two, two streams. There's the physical and mental side. And then I guess the mental side also, the psychological side ties in with the nutrition, which is the seven, two, one. So the seven, two, one, basically, I mean, you've got all these different um, types of ways of eating, you know, there's this paleo, there's no sugar, there's so many different ways to look at things, which I find, um, you know, when you have a restrictive diet, some people benefit from it, no doubt, if you've got, you know, allergies and things, like it can be really good for your system or a clean out, but for, as an ongoing thing for most people, I want to simplify food and nutrition for the majority of people and the majority of people have it way out of balance. So 721 is basically, it's like your little formula to keep in balance. So when you look at your week, um, I encourage people to eat. So the seven is the 70% super clean. So that is whole foods. So food, you can you can get in and cook it and chop it up and change it, but you want to get in its whole form. So the stuff we've been eating for years before we you know started processing everything and adding in all the bits and pieces. So try and stick 70% super clean. 20% sensible. So if you do want to have, you know, the comfort sorts of foods you're having now, your spaghetti bolognese or your pizza, like just be a bit more smart about it. So be sensible. So um, you might use some whole wheat pasta or halve it with some zoodles, zucchini noodles, or, you know, throw in some veggies just to balance that meal out a little bit. And then 10% is relaxed so that is whatever that means to you so if you're relaxed is you know a couple of beers and and a pizza from Domino's, then you know if that's less than 10 percent a week you're not going to be too far out of whack um but it may mean cacao nibs and something else for you so um that's kind of what i'm just trying to simplify it without it being too intimidating for people and that for me is sustainable Mm. And you're not going to feel like you're failing all the time because we're not going, you have to cut this. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like that a lot. I like it. It's, it's very simple and, and it's just, it takes out the, the hard expectations of a lot of the, the lifestyle um, stuff that's actually out there. And, uh, you know, it's a hard line that this is what you have to do. It's, and uh, it's a combination, a mixture of a lot of uh, principles from, from various things, but you just make it such a simple way and so easy to think about seven, two, one. So. Yep. That's great. Yeah, it's very simple. And there's and I've just put in some simple educational stuff into, you know, what is sugar? What is fructose? Just so you you're then equipped with the tools without making it a huge novel and going ins and outs, giving you the basics so that you know you're equipped with the tools so that you can um, have the knowledge to make a decision when you're faced with, you know, some crazy looking food in front of you, you are educated about what's in that and what you're about to put in your body. So, Tim, how does that flow through then into the fitness side of things? I guess if we're saying, you know, we want to simplify it, we want to make it achievable for people. So, how do we do that from a physical standpoint too? Yep. So, um, so a few things. I think what one of the things that people – there's a few things that stop people becoming, you know, having access to becoming fit. So, gym memberships, cost, personal trainers, um, you know, equipment, uh, motivation, all of those things. So, I've tried to really um, tackle the issues of why people aren't 
keeping, getting fit and keeping fit and simplify it down and make it easy for them. So we've got an app. It's in your hand, basically a personal trainer, myself in the palm of your hand, which takes you through um, a grading system. So it's like when you look at belts and karate. So we haven't ruled anyone out. There's, you know, my mum who's nearly 60, she's on level one. I'll have, you know, certain guys who want to get muscly and rip strong, they'll be level four. So there's different levels just like belts and karate. And, and so is the top start- level just called Tim Robards level? Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's called the, the legends level. No. <laughs> Mate, I have, I'm not even up to the top level yet. I'm still trying to get there. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, <laughs> inter- that's so interesting. You built an app program that you built that you actually are not the top. You actually strive yeah. for that. I think that's that's genius. That's great we've for all you. Got a, you know, we've got a, uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm part of the, I'm just like everyone else on this journey. I'm not at the pinnacle, but there we're all, there's so much to learn all the time. So yeah, just making it simple for people like it's um uh you don't have to have a personal trainer you've got someone there to help you through it and it's instructional it's easy and you're always achieving so every month there's a little exam if you pass that exam you move to a whole new level whole new program and you're always because it's calisthenics based so basically use the minimal amount of equipment to get the maximum amount of results so everyone that signs up gets a set of rings so rings Initially, people sometimes go, oh, hang on, aren't they for gymnasts? But they can be made, they can make an exercise. They will basically do the job of most machines in your gym, but they also bring in all the stabilizing muscles. They work your body through full ranges of motion. Your core is activated the whole time. So all of that knowledge from my chiropractic and movement and functional movement I've put into this so you're getting an efficient workout. Most of the time you can be outdoors, you can do it in the gym um, and you're always achieving and always growing and it's cheap. Uh, I got to say like when I started using some ring stuff, uh, you know, at, at the, the CrossFits and yep. it, man, it, I have a whole different appreciation for people who do gymnastics, um, you know, and just the power and the sheer strength of, of just balancing, like just not even moving, <laughs> just trying to balance up on those rings is such a hard thing. But um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, you know, you've, you've obviously seen people and you train people, um, yep. even with your patients. And what do you think are the, the biggest hurdle that people have to overcome when it comes to eating right uh and you know and moving right what 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 is the biggest hurdle that that people as a whole need to overcome well definitely you know getting their addictive behavior um getting their hormones right so that their body's not craving certain things as much but really being really clear of the why like why do you want to eat better why do you want to start exercising if that is front of mind because sometimes yeah the weather is crap or you know it, it actually the first couple of weeks when you start training it hurts it feels uncomfortable you know you you might be sore afterwards so you got to be really clear on why you're putting yourself through this initially because that bit kind of hurts or while you're trying to you know reduce your sugar intake like that can be there's cravings you you know like someone coming off heroin you've got to be clear on the why you're doing it what are your motivating factors that's probably the biggest hurdle of really getting down clear i always ask my patients you know the simple what are you doing now that you'd like to be able to do better but it's then taking that even further you know you sometimes people only change once they're really frustrated with something in their life. So you've either got to show them where they're actually frustrated but they're de- denying it to themselves. Um, and if you can't do it, then yeah, it's it's helping them be able to find that within themselves. So it's interesting you talk about those frustrations, Tim. And, and, I, know, and I like the fact you said before that you're not at the pinnacle, you know, because it's really important, I think, for people to understand that 
none of us are at the pinnacle. <laughs> you know, like we're all on this journey. And sometimes, you know, people can have these sort of expectations of you and sort of put you up on a pedestal where in reality you're kind of just like everyone else. And, mm. um, you know, we spoke before about off air about how that sort of happens and plays out in the media. And, and for you, obviously, being a celebrity, uh, being a chiropractor as well, you know, the, the media can be quite uh, schizophrenic, I guess, in a way where, the, you know, one day you're the best thing since sliced bread and you're being pumped up and promoted. The next day they're dragging you into some sort of controversy because at the end of the day it's about, you know, it's about selling papers or it's about getting hits on the website. You know, it, it's about creating yeah. a headline. Um, how do, And I guess a lot of people are going to relate to that uh, because, you know, whatever stage people are out on their health and wellness journey, they're making changes and people around them are reacting to that, um, you know, not necessarily on the front page of the newspaper like you might be, but but in a different way as well. So how do you deal with that, you know, that, that sort of push and pull that comes from media and celebrity? Yeah, it's a bit of a love-hate relationship. Um, you know, you I guess <laughs> being – you've got to accept it. It's like, it's like the balance in life, you know. There's always going to be kind of good with the bad, negative with the positive and – if you accept that, you know, you, you don't get to let, you, let it roll you up too much every now and then. But um, there are a lot of things, you know, you work so hard for. My biggest, I really value my integrity. And sometimes I can, I can cope with it when, you know, on uh, you know, a gossip magazine column writes some rubbish or takes like a quote out of context and blows it up. But, you know, they've got to sell magazines. It's becoming harder because there's so much online stuff now. It's a lot harder to sell magazines. So they have to make the headlines even bigger and crazier. Like, you know, Tim and Anna's Baby Surprise. That's the headline on the front page. And then you read it and it goes, yeah, we'd love to have kids one day. So, like, that's literally what they, you know, Tim and Anna's baby's right. So, they've got to create these crazy headlines. So, I get it. It does frustrate me now because the newspapers are doing it more and more. Mm. Just to sensationalize. So they'll drag me in. I've been dragged into different stories, whether it's chiropractic, whether it's whatever, like just because, you know, my having that name, people know me, they may not know who the actual story is about. So they'll use my name just because I'm a chiropractor, pull me in and twist the story and, and make out that I'm the person who is associated with whatever's going on, which I've got nothing to do with. So it is a bit frustrating sometimes, but in saying that, you've got to take the good with the bad and, you know, deep down, you know what you're about and most people that know you know that but I would say to people don't always believe what you read because most of the time it's rubbish. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's a hard one but that's that's what you've got to kind of put up with. Well, in a sense, it's interesting, isn't it? Because uh, the media has such a, a power, I guess, in its uh, influence on the people that, that are, you know, obviously they're attending to. And they could really sway um, people's opinion on any particular, you know, diet or lifestyle or training session or, you know, like the, whatever it is. And they can, they can actually spin it the way they want you to see it. Um, and how do you, you know, how do you keep, keep, how do you how do you keep that? In, I know you kind of answered this already, but like, but what do you do to continually to just stay on your path and and how do you keep that integrity? Like as you mentioned, because I think it's an important yep. thing for me too as well. And uh, well, how do you maintain that integrity in terms of you know it comes to wellness and health? Because there's so many mixed messages on health and wellness. Yep. Like you and I both know, all of us know that what they promote in media, they're about five years or ten years behind of what we're yeah. talking about, right? Yep. Yep. So how do you teach that and how do you make sure that people stay on top of that? Yep. I guess, um, you know, you can, you got to continually try and um, clarify and clear the message in as many simple words as possible. Um, being really clear on my own values. And sometimes you can, you know, like if I read something and someone's written something or twisted my words, you can get rolled up. You got to take a deep breath and just go, right, 
this is this is what it is. And most of the time, I believe, you know, I'm potentially more intelligent than a lot of the people writing this stuff. So you got to like let the emotional side calm down and then beat them with your intelligence because that education intelligence will override some crappy little headline any day. So generally, if you need to clear something up, you can do it and you can, um, you've almost got to teach them a lesson not to do it again because you make them look like an idiot. They try and make you look like an idiot. That That's that. But then, you know, when it comes to just being really clear on my own values, like I'll make sure I take time. I just went actually over to Yosemite in the States and, you know, I did a couple of days. I went trekking around. I did a, I did the Wanderlust Festival, which was three days of yoga and I just get back to my center. Like you've got to take time to get back to your center, be, you know, just catch, have that time to yourself and go, right, what are my, what are my values? What's my little mission here? And be really clear on that again and come back. And then when you're really clear on that, no one can penetrate it you know it's basically bullying so you know you're getting bullied but you, you you're so clear on what your mission is what you are the people that trust and follow you that you um you don't let it take push you away from doing what you're trying to do and what your mission in in life is really it's so true tim and and so many people listening will relate to that where you know when you first start perhaps on a health and wellness journey you know you start doing something new and you get challenged on it then your propensity is to want to just fight back you know you're like go on the defensive you go on the attack and you're like you know you're wanting to tell everyone you're wanting everyone to come on board this journey with you because you're really passionate about it but the further you get along i guess the more clear you get about why you're doing it and how you're doing it then the harder you are to penetrate and the less you feel like you need to justify or explain yeah, it's yeah. like this is what I'm doing and, and it just yeah. makes sense well Martini's right with like he's you know and you just have to the initial we all react we all have this you know some levels of emotional reaction are higher than others but take a deep breath and then you actually learn to appreciate having these people in your life because they challenge you and when they challenge you it only gets you closer to where you're meant to be to you mm. living your life at your highest values so yeah. when you kind of step back and you go right you know what I actually thank you for challenging me or even the bullying like you can thank them for it and be appreciative because it makes you get super clear on who you are where you are and make sure you're not running off track yeah love it tim that's spot on mate so before we finish up i'd love to get some really simple tips for people to get started you know whether that be getting started with their food or getting started with their exercise you know i'm I'm guessing that you know people aren't necessarily going to start with doing a muscle up on the rings you know even though i know that you do those easily Uh, but where can people start to get involved and get this happening I would start the simplest way. Before you go to bed, put your joggers at the end of the bed. Mm. Um, If you you get up in the morning, throw your joggers on, just put them on. Even if you don't even want to go outside, just throw them on. Once they're on, you might then go, oh, you know what? They're on. All I've got to do is throw a jumper. Go for a walk. Start small. People start, they think that exercise has to be this huge life-changing transformation and they've got to do it. When they start it, they've got to do six days a week or seven days a week and they've got to do an hour every day. Like just start and just set a simple goal, 20 minutes a day, go for a walk around the block. That will soon turn into a 30-minute walk around the block. It might turn into a jog and then you might add something else. If you, if you start with a huge goal that's so far from actually where you're at right now, you're, if you're an all or nothing person, then it's, it's probably going to end up being nothing. So that would be the simplest thing. Start with the joggers at the end of the bed and, um, and then work from there.
The yeah, robot's think... method's not a bad idea as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, absolutely. Uh, and I think that what that there's such a the simple the simplest you make it the, the the better it is. And and for me, it's like I mean, the last two days even I I was struggling because my kids have been sick and and uh, it's been you know having to get getting as many hours as I wanted to. But in the morning, you wake up at five o'clock and it's like just roll out of bed, just roll out of bed, Lawrence, just roll out of bed. like that's the mantra I just kept on telling myself. And once you're out, like you're yeah. you're out like it's you know it just gives a smooth transition um i think it's, it's just to keeping it simple i think we have this expectation of ourselves that you know we have to just go out and like you like you said smash it out there for five six days a week but i think when you make it easy you fall in love with it and you actually exactly. just love doing it and and you will actually make time and it's for the first time in my life you know i think you know, it's well documented and in, in the, through the interviews that we've done and just us talking about it like over the last two years for me it's just that just doing these exercises has helped me just actually fall in love with exercise uh, yeah. you know, more Lawrence than ever. was just telling me off air yeah. just before the episode how much he loved doing wall balls today and yesterday he was really <laughs> just going on and on about how much he loved it weren't you Lawrence you know like it's a love-hate relationship right wall balls and freaking rowing today was uh, was the killer for me but you know I actually did my best row today well I did a 1k row in the middle of my this exercise and I absolutely hate rowing just because i'm so short um but uh, you know i would love to make sure i want to ask this before you you, you head off there you know yeah. being a celebrity now um and obviously it doesn't you know, it, it, in the last two three years you're always in the headlines and, and you're always um is there a high expectation on yourself um to to kind of stay fit like i mean you're known for like you know who you are and then you're yep. known for your body i guess you know you're yep. known for 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 what what you stand for is it hard for you to kind of keep up that persona um, and that look, brand it's, i it's, guess yeah there's there's a brand associated with it but the good thing is that my brand is who i am too it's not a fake brand you know it's it's not a fake persona yeah so it is who I am. So it's not that hard, but it does, being in the media and being in the spotlight and, you know, if I, you go down to Bondi, there's paps around you, it does make you be the best version of yourself all the time because if you if you do go out and you haven't had a shave or, you know, you haven't done your hair, it'll be in the paper. So it's it's a bit of it. Sometimes you just want to walk out in your sloppy Joe pants and in your pluggers and be unshaven and whatever else, scratch your bum. But like... It's it's good in a way. It does keep you being the best version of yourself. Keeps you on track. Um, so I, I appreciate it for that that reason. But at the same time, you know, I do find like I am getting older, and you know, the body is not like it was when I was twenty. It's still pretty good in physically and how I feel. Well, I'll just but, say it's pretty good. <laughs> Let's just be clear. But, but I do like being honest with you. Like I do feel that you know I need I I love pushing it. I always I always love having a goal and a challenge, and it keeps you keeps me motivated for my training. And that's what I love about calisthenics training is that you're not just going to the gym and putting an extra pin on the weight machine or throwing an extra weight. You're learning new tricks and how to use your body. And earlier, well, 14 weeks ago pretty much exactly um i was so this year like i'd had a bit of a tendonitis in my in my forearm which was from a mixture of things and and a lot of my actual chiropractic work because it's quite repetitive in ways physical i really needed to have a bit of a break from it Mm -hmm. and and treat this and um it was a bit of i found myself in a, a pickle because like you know you you are you're preaching health and fitness but you're actually not 
up there yourself. You're not at the pinnacle. Like I'm, I'm actually struggling. I'm going to work and I'm not enjoying it as much because I'm in pain because I've got this tendonitis. And part of me doesn't want to stop and give up work for a month or two to let this heal. But then, you know, and I'm trying to treat it and do all this. It just wasn't enough. And then lo and behold, the other part, I'm also trying to push it on the bars and all the stuff because a lot of stuff you want to film some of the crazy stuff on the bars. So I was doing some really hardcore gymnastics mm. and the mixture of tendonitis and doing one of the hardest gymnastics tricks you can do, I snapped my bicep off the bone. Oh, ouch. So, um, you know, I look at that and I go, in answer to your question, yeah, I feel a lot of pressure and a lot of pressure and I push <laughs> a little bit too much yeah. and I am only human, you know. Um, <laughs> I'm lucky I was doing it from push, probably pushing it too much than not doing anything at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was that was a bit of an eye opener for me. So I had to go and have surgery a couple of days later, reattached and oh. go through. But it was good though because it put me back to to right at the beginning where I was, I'm like someone who's coming in from nothing because you know my arm withered away to nothing and I had to rehab and get back and start from the base and work up the strength in that arm to be stronger than where it was before I started. So it was great to really get clear on what I'm about, why I'm doing this and, and experience it from like a lot of my clients and my patients and my the people who are signing up the TRM from their level, which was great. So, you know, Tim, Lawrence would be fine because he wakes up out of bed paparazzi ready every single day. <laughs> But uh, but I'd be in all sorts of trouble. <laughs> before he goes to bed. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the the hair doesn't move. Oh, can you imagine if my Lawrence didn't do his hair today? It's like a headline yeah. news thing. <laughs> it would be. It literally would be. I'd uh, Facebook. That's for sure. Oh, that's funny. It, you know, one of the things I love uh, about you, Tim, is what you just said about it's uh, it's you know you don't feel the pressure so much because it is part of who you are and that and whole integrity thing. And then it's not something you're not trying to pretend to be someone else and you know going back to this um you know i'm really excited to 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 having you at the wellness summit and and to be presenting to the tribe there uh this is going to be at september 10th and 11th uh in melbourne guys make sure you guys be there and uh, tim's going to dive deeper into the robots method and obviously going to share his story and 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 really help you you know get your your mind right and get fit and also eat well but one of the the things i love about the wellness summit is that you know you get to meet people that even the like the speakers as well we are in an environment where you get to meet them you know you get to talk to them and you start to realize that we're all human beings you know we you don't have to put us on a pedestal you don't we're not perfect um we are um we we're, we're there to to be able to share information and we're you know accessible in, in those two days so um i think that's that's what i love about the one some of the people get to come and they actually get to experience for us for who we are not just some personalities on, on a podcast and and uh, you know someone like yourself who's on tv all the time you get to hear your story and to realize like hey you know like he's human being and he has bad days and good days as well and and uh, so, you know, thank you so much for just being on the show today and just sharing your, you know, the insights and also just, you know, being human. I, I just love that conversation. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much, mate. This has been, um, it's been great. Love having a chat and um, can't wait to get down there to the Wellness Summit. And um, that's what I love. I love getting hands on. I love, um, you know, meeting new people and, and hearing their stories. So I can't wait to hear some, some good stories. Yeah, it's going to be great. And so, guys, make sure you, like I said, September 10th and 11th, make sure you go to thewellnesssummit.com to purchase your tickets. It's going to be a fantastic event. The last four has been 
awesome and uh, this one's going to be uh even better we've got new some stuff planning out and uh you know tim thank you for joining us and uh to, if you want to know more about the robots method you know make sure you go check out his website we'll put the sh- uh, the link in our show notes so make sure you go and do that um definitely go check out you just got to go to the wellnesscouch.com go to this particular episode and we'll, we'll share the, the link there tim thank you like always um and maybe what you would do you guys please make sure you go to facebook and uh you know keep this conversation and let us know what you think of tim and and all about his robots method and how simple it actually is but yet you know uh, that you know can change your life um and uh, i'd love to for you to hear some comments there share this podcast with your friends and families and other strangers you think need a wellness update subscribe to us on itunes and while you're there uh, great you know uh, damien always loved a five-star rating even though he wasn't on this one but uh please do that and leave a comment there on itunes until next week begin creating wellness to our lives lead by example and let's change the world's health together join us next week on the wellness guy show This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.